Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! My name is Bess, and thank you, Pastor Dave, for introducing. Uh, um, I'm a PhD student at UCL, but also I'm one of the leaders here at Axe London as well. And I think um, what I'm going to be preaching about today is something that God has been really speaking to me even throughout um, the, towards the end of last year and even through the beginning of this year. And um, even being able to unpack this and really learning as well what God is really speaking, I've really been so encouraged and I hope that's the same for you today. And yeah, going into 2022, I feel God constantly really reminding me again to dream to dream again for various reasons the past year or maybe several years i somewhat have stopped dreaming i've allowed the the busyness of life the the mundane the going to work okay today i will do my experiments i have to deal with uh, colleagues i have to deal with my boss and god yeah give me the strength for the day and you just go into that business of what's next today, what's, okay, Tuesday prayer meeting, or maybe it's a homes week. Uh, on Sunday, we come to church, we serve, and then you go back to Monday. It becomes, it feels so mundane. And this word mundane keeps coming in, right, into my mind. I'm like, what, what does mundane really mean? What does mundane really mean? So uh, if... Rachel, XTV can help me flash up. The mundane, mundane uh, in Oxford Dictionary, number one, I hope you can see it. If not, I'll read it out to you. Is point number one, um, well, sorry. Um, meaning number one is lacking interest or excitement. And I began thinking, yeah, have I lost the excitement for the day? Have I just been going on with my day and my week just like that? But number two, is off this earthly world rather than a heavenly or spiritual one. And yeah, that I was like, what? That is what mundane actually means. It's off this world. It's not of uh, rather than heavenly or spiritual. And I don't know about your week. Maybe for you, your week is you're going to uni, uh, you're studying, you finish your assignments, um, you spend your time, well, I do that, or watch YouTube, watch Netflix, <laughs> you know, go catch up with a friend, uh, maybe keep up, keeping up with your fitness routine, you know, and even sometimes, I got reminded, sometimes we, we do our daily devotions, right? Some days we forget, some days we don't even do it, but when we do, do we bring God even to our everyday after we do our daily devotions, is it just a checklist? Is it just, oh, I've done it, okay, let's go to work, and then you forget, like, what did God speak to you this morning? What is God speaking to you today? And, yeah, lately God has been asking me, Bess, what are you truly passionate about? What are you dreaming for? What motivates you? Is it the experiments? Is it the results? Is it what your boss thinks of you that motivates you what motivates you is it me is it my dreams how do you see your workplace how do you see every person that you meet each day and i was really like wow god we serve such a supernatural god but we are so easily settling for the mundane and god was telling me yeah, we serve a God that came down to earth as men, Jesus. He died for our sins, and he took away all our sins. That is supernatural. That is not normal. He rose from the dead, and he gave us eternal life. He gave us Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit as a gift, and this Spirit, this power that raised 
Christ from the dead is, God says, is living in us. So how are we living in the mundane when we have this powerful Holy Spirit in us, right? If we look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 20, if you're there, can I hear a good amen? Thank you. Yeah, if not, there's a flash up on the screen. Yeah, um, 18 to 20, this is the NIV version. Ephesians 1, 18 to 20. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us to believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Do we truly live like we have the Holy Spirit in us? And God's natural, maybe God's mundane, if I can even use that, is the supernatural. So how can we settle for the mundane? So if you're taking down notes, the title for my message today is Leaving the Mundane for the Supernatural. Leaving the mundane for the supernatural. So I began to ask God, why or how? How is it that, yeah, we get inspired, right? We come to church on Sunday. We say, God, I live for you. I want to dream your dreams. All I have is yours. Even we sang just now. And how is it that we get so, like Monday comes and then we get back into that again. Get back into the the, our busyness, our life again. And I began to ask God, how? How can I dream your dreams and actually see you do it in my life? What kind of dreams am I supposed to have through you? How can I get to your dreams and actually see them happen, right? So God reminded me of a story of a paralyzed man who was healed by Jesus in John chapter 5. So let's turn together to John chapter 5, verse 1 to 9. Amen. Are you guys there? <laughs> if not, yay, thank you, XTV. John chapter 5, verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped into it first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Verse 5. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and he knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And the day was the Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Were you guys blessed by that? Amen. You know, even as I read this at first, I was like, God, what are you trying to tell me here? Right? <laughs> okay. And God asked me to focus on how this man responded. Wow. How did this sick man respond? Jesus asked the sick, paralyzed man, do you want to be made well? It is a yes or no question, right? Do you want to be made well? But how did the sick man respond? He responded with, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. 
when, but while I'm coming another steps down before me, he responded not with a yes, he responded with an excuse. He responded first with putting blame on other people. He responded first with, in a way, I mean, he's gone through it for 38 years. It feels like there's just this bitterness even, this anger even, that like, what do you mean? I want to be made well, but nobody's helping me. He's throwing himself a pity party. And God was telling me, a lot of times, we can be like this man. God is saying, I want to use you for more. But you say, do you want to be used for more? God is asking you. But you say, but I can't. But you say, there's no one to help me. You know? A lot of times, that's how we respond. And this man's knowledge was limited to what he could see. What he could see was the pool, right? The pool that the only way that I can get healing is through this pool. And the only way I can get healing is if I can get to that pool. Right? But he did not know who he was talking to. He was talking to Jesus. The Messiah. The the one who can heal. And... Yeah, a lot, of some, a lot of times, that's how we are every day yeah. as well. We are so focused on the issues, yeah. the problems. Yeah. At work, maybe you're having this assignment and you're like, oh no, God, can you help me? God, can you bless me? Can you bless me with a job? Can you give me the strength to do this? And do that. I mean, nothing wrong with that. That is good. Having a personal relationship with God is good. And learning to trust and rely on Him is good. But the danger is when we limit God to just my personal God. Do you guys get that? It's, the danger is if we limit God to just, God, bless me. God, help me out of this situation. God, And we get so stuck in that, that we don't see the rest. We don't see how big God is. And yeah, God is saying, I feel reminded again. But what did Jesus say to this man? He said, verse number eight, Jesus said to him, rise Take up your bed and walk. And if you're taking down notes, this will be the three points that I have today. So let's go to point number one, rise. How do we rise? Rise from our own perspective to God's perspective. Rise from our own point of view to God's point of view. Let's look at the sick man, right? I'll, I'll do a sermon illustration. I'll be sitting on the floor. <laughs> Let's say I'm the sick man, right? And maybe Sam, you can stand up in front of me. Oh, wow. <laughs> As Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus, Sam, right? Jesus was asking this man to rise, right? This man who's sick on the floor, and what does he see? People around him who is sick, who, and all he knew was, I need to get to that pool and it started up. Maybe he was just looking at the pool. And he's like, oh, all these people don't even want to help me. You could just, you know, bring me down, help me down, let me get my healing. All that bitterness and that anger and And then Jesus asking him to rise, right? So before he can rise, what does he have to let go of? He has to let go of all that he knows that this only the pool can heal me. Oh, he had to let go of the bitterness of, of man. I don't need anyone to help me anymore. I have Jesus here as well. And how does when he rise? He's rising from his perspective of things. And as he rises, he's rising to God's, Jesus' perspective of things, of point of view of things, right? And that's, 
that's how, we, thank you, Sam. And that's how we can rise. Before we can even rise, there are things that we need to let go. Before we can rise to dreaming God's dreams, seeing things how God sees them, there are things that we need to let go of, like the hot air balloon, um, or let's not say hot air balloon, the gas balloon, because hot air balloon uses hot air, uses fire. Uh, <laughs> but the gas balloon that uses helium, there are sandbags on this balloon, and a helium, when the, the gas balloon is rising, powered by the helium gas, it can only reach a certain altitude. And once it reaches a certain altitude, you have to let go of the sandbags for it to rise to another altitude. For us to rise from our perspective to God's perspective, we need to let go of some sandbags, right? So what are the things that maybe we need to let go of? Is it our circumstances? Is it what we know? Is it worldliness? What are you motivated by? Do you, you want God, do you want God to use you for more? We're talking about going into the supernatural, right? But if we don't let go and we're motivated by the successes in this world, if we're motivated by the riches in this world, we're saying, God, I want your more. God, use me for your more. But we leave one foot at the other, at worldliness. How can God use us for more? So God's saying, let go of that. Rise. Rise up to see the world as I see it. God wants to use us. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe our circumstances have that, our past experiences. I don't know what you've gone through, but maybe certain past experiences have caused you to fall into despair. Caused you to fall into bitterness. You just see everything as like whatever. Maybe even that perspective we need to let go of before we can see God's perspective. And for example, God is saying, hey, I want you to reach out to that friend, but that's the same friend that hurt you. How are we going to reach out for that friend if we have unforgiveness? Right? Let's say you have gone through hurt and pain, but every day you just allow that pain to become your identity. But God is saying, hey, rise. You are not meant to have the identity. You have a new identity in me. You have a new identity in me, and I love you. You are forgiven. You have, I love you so much that I have sacrificed myself and given you all. So can you let that go? Let that go and stand. Stand as a child of God. Rise up as a child of God. What else could it be that would hold us back from rising up? Is it our disappointments? Is it our personalities that we hold on to? Maybe you, you, you identify as an introvert. You're saying, oh, I'm not the kind to to speak to people, to share with people. But can you let go of even that personality and say, God, you love me. You've done all for me. I'm not going to let this personality prevent me from rising to where you want me to be. Prevent me from rising for you to do the more in me. And God is all for us to let go and He will give us that strength to let go. But the decision is ours. God gave us a choice. We need to make that choice. We need to respond to God's call. Amen? 
Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah. In Romans 12, verse 2, it says this, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. God has dreams, and his dreams are big dreams. He is the God who created the whole universe. And he wants to use us. He wants to, us to partner with him even to realize these dreams. That is an amazing privilege. And God is saying here, hey, don't confirm any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get into God and rise up. And then you will be able to test and approve and see God's dreams come through. Amen? So rise up, guys. Let's rise up. Point number two. Take up your bed. Jesus said, rise. Let go of everything that's hindering you. But take up your bed after that. What does that mean? Saying don't stay comfortable. We're not safe to stay comfortable. What does your bed mean to you? How many of you have the alarms, if Rachel, like this, <laughs> whose alarm is like on the, wait, left. <laughs> whose alarm is on, like on the right? Anyone? Yeah? We love to snooze, don't we? We love to get up. Look at your, your alarm, and then you have, if you're using an iPhone, it's that orange bar that says snooze, right? And then you're like very quick to just press it and, and, and fall back asleep, and knowing that the next alarm will come, and then you'll do the same thing again, right? And yeah, I've done that many, many times. Um, but our bed is really comfortable, and Jesus here is saying, take up your bed. Take up your bed. It is not in our nature to be uncomfortable. Yeah. We are creatures of comfort. Yeah. We, we walk away from things that challenges us, oh, right? And the devil wants us to stay comfortable. Yeah. Our flesh wants us to stay comfortable. Yeah. But what does Jesus say? Take up your bed. Yeah. Some of us, if you are disciplined enough, you make your beds in the morning so that you don't lie back down. Anyone does that? I don't actually do that. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Maybe I should start doing that. Um, yeah. In the same way, how do we, we make our beds so that we don't lie back down? We need to close the door to certain things. We need to close the door, make that decision to actively not lie back down. Because why? You are rising up, but there are going to be forces. There's going to be something that's opposing you. If it's not your, your own flesh, the devil will try to put you down. Because the devil doesn't want to see God's dreams come true. The devil doesn't want God's purpose to be fulfilled. And we need to fight that. We cannot get comfortable. Let's turn to our neighbors and say, don't get comfortable. Even right now, don't get comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And for some of us, maybe this bed is something that you've chose to allow it to support you. 
your, in your entire life. Maybe it's a past um, experience that you're like, no, that's not for me. This is how I am. So you lie back down on that bed. You stay comfortable. Sometimes we stay comfortable because we are content even with the reasonable. But God says that I am supernatural. Don't be content with the reasonable. Some of us, we say, you know, we stay comfortable, we get up, do our devotions, and that's it. Then we forget all day. Or maybe we, we forget to do our devotions. We don't even do our devotions on the day. We don't even spend time with God in the day. Don't get comfortable. Maybe you're saying, hey, I go to church. I go to homes. I go to prayer meeting. But what about your, your place of influence? What about your schools? What about your university? What about your workplace? God says, don't just do the reasonable. I want to pour out more. I want to do more. So don't get comfortable. If you read on further in John chapter 5, um, this is if XTV can flash it up for me. Yeah, John chapter 5, verses 10 to 15. Everyone can turn there. And if you're there, shout an amen. Amen. Cool. Following on from previously, and that day was the Sabbath. Verse 10, the Jews therefore said to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Verse 12, then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. Amen. Amen. And if you read this, the act of this man carrying his bed on the Sabbath at the time, it was unlawful to transport things from one place to another on the Sabbath. But his act of doing so, what happened? It raised questions. It raised questions about Jesus. Amen. So don't let your beds become your support, become your crutches. Don't let your past hurts or trauma become your crutches, but carry it, carry it with God's strength and allow it to point people to Christ. Amen? Amen? Carry it with God's strength and allow people to point it, allow it to point people to Christ. And remember that this battle is not yours alone. God is battling with you. If I can give an example... Actually, for me to be standing here, to, to be speaking to you guys, I think I can't do it without God, definitely. Not just that, because when I was a, a kid, when I was in primary school, for some reason, I was chosen to be trained to go for storytelling competitions, <laughs> to go for public speaking competitions. And I'm like, why? Up till today, I still don't know why, right? Because... I was not a good storyteller or a public speaker. And I was really forced to go, to be trained. And even the, the headmistress, the, the principal of the school, she was, she was bringing me for training sessions. And how she did that, she brought me to every senior class to tell my story in front of every senior class. Wow. Not just that, he, she made me stand in front of a basketball, because our school has this huge basketball field. So I was standing in the middle of the basketball field with a standing mic. And I was telling the story to the whole school. And I was traumatized, man. <laughs> I was so traumatized. Um, 
I think even at one point, I was fighting it so much that one point I went to one of the senior class to tell the story and I just cried. I bawled my eyes out in front of that class and the headmistress had to hug me and console me and she was like, it's okay, it's okay. But I still had to go to that competition. <laughs> Crying didn't help solve my problem at the time. Um, yeah, and I still had to go to the competition and I tell you, because there's this part where it's like impromptu at the end. So you tell your story and then there's this impromptu section that you have to do. And you, you get a word and you're like, you have to make a story on the spot. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, leave the past behind. So, <laughs> amen. So, I did not win these competitions, but what I brought along with me was that, that trauma, that fear of, of speaking in front of people. Yeah. That fear of um, not every time I come here. I'm sure it's nervous. It's, it's very difficult to, for everyone, anyone who's been able to speak in front of a crowd or, or a room full of people. It's not an easy task, but... I think because of what I've gone through, it was so tough, right? So for me to stand in front of you today, I really think is God. I had to let go of that past fear. I had to let go of what I'm comfortable with. And I had to say, God, you want to use me? So I'll, I will say yes, and I will rise up. I will be not comfortable for you. I'm not sure, and through this, God allowed, God used even this experience for me to share his word to point people to Jesus, and I don't know what traumas you have gone through, I don't know what past experiences you have gone through, or what's holding you back from, from doing more allowing God to do more. But let's rise up. Let's not stay comfortable. Let's let go of what we know in the past. And let's look onto Jesus. Let's focus on Jesus. Amen? That's point number three. Walk. But how do we walk? The formula for us to be able to rise and not stay comfortable is to, to push forward to the natural, supernatural, is to walk towards Jesus, to walk with Jesus. And even as we keep doing that, we will, we will be able to walk like Jesus. Amen. That's how we can leave the mundane for the supernatural. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. Amen. Allow me to read. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is Paul here emphasizing the need for progress for us. He's saying that he's not perfect. This is the apostle, the one who started God's ministries, who started the first churches. If I hope I got that right. But um, he's done so much, but he's saying that even that, I'm not perfect. And I'm still trying, I'm still trying to perfect and keep walking and keep looking forward, keep reaching forward. I'm trying to forget the past 
and reach forward to those things that are ahead. And he's pressing on. And the goal is in Christ Jesus. There needs to be a balance between faith and Sorry. Let's continue to keep walking in obedience to Jesus. Amen. Let's keep responding to God's call. Let's keep rising. And let's keep stopping us ourselves from getting comfortable. And a lot of times we don't want change. We like to stay in the comfort because and we don't feel the need to not stay in the comfortable because life goes on, right? You're saying, okay, God, today I want to do it. Next day, work comes and all these things that you haven't let go of, you've, you even forget that you need to let go of them. And because there's no... Reaction, I think, coming from what Pastor Dave even preached last week, we, we always think that every action has a reaction. And sometimes we need that reaction to push us forward. And, and because there's no reaction, we don't move. Just like how, if you can flash up the meme, like this dog. <laughs> the fire didn't touch the dog, and therefore he's like, yeah, it's fine. And that's how we live life sometimes. We hold on to things. We don't think we need to let go. We stay comfortable because it doesn't touch us. We're still living. We're still okay. Don't let the fire come to you and burn you. Till and, and, until then you decide, okay, I, I can't stay comfortable anymore. But let's rise up and let's not stay comfortable, and let's walk towards Jesus. And even as we do that, let's start filling our hearts with God's dreams. Stop filling them with things that look like success in the world, but include God's perspective in that dream. What is success to you? God is saying, can you see your workplace as how I see it? Can you see your friend as how I see them? Can you see your experiences as how I see them? And a lot of times we talk about bad experiences but sometimes even the good experiences can hinder us from God's supernatural. Because we are so stuck with, oh God, you've brought me through like this, and this is what I know. But God is saying, no, even let go of that, I can do more. Let go of the worldly desires, the unforgiveness, the unrighteousness, the bitterness, the past hurts that makes us dream small, and rise up. Dream differently. Dream God's dreams. Take up your bed. Pick it up. Use it for God. Allow, it, allow God to use it as an instrument for His glory. And let's walk towards Jesus. Let's walk with Jesus. See Jesus as your ultimate goal. And the more we walk towards Jesus as our goal, the more we can rise up, the more we can be able to not stay comfortable. It's a positive feedback, right? The more we can fight the uncomfortable, the more we will see God's supernatural increase in our lives. And not just in our lives, in the lives of the people around us, that they will also see Jesus. Amen? Amen. Yeah, um, even as I close, I just want to pray. Let's spend some time praying. 
But I just want to pray for different ones. Maybe you are struggling. You are playing a tug of war between what you want and what God wants for you. Maybe you are struggling to let go of certain hurts, certain trauma. Maybe you come from not a picture-perfect family. And maybe different things that has happened to you has allowed it to shape your identity. But God is saying that, hey, your identity is in me. You are loved. You are my child. And stand up as a child of God. Rise up. God says that you are unique and you are set apart. I have a unique purpose for you. And I think God today wants to heal. Heal even the unforgiveness that we have. He wants us to let go. He wants to heal even the hurts, the pain that we've brought through the experiences. Maybe it's a word that someone spoke over you and you just held on to that even until today. And God wants to heal you. And for the second group of people I want to pray for is those who really want to desire the more of God, the supernatural in your life. You want to see, you want to start dreaming God dreams. You want to start seeing your friends, your family, your colleagues saved. And today, you say, Lord, I want to rise up. I don't want to stay comfortable anymore. Let me help me leave the past behind. I don't want to lie back down. Use me as your vessel. I want to watch my mundane turn into supernatural because you are in it, Lord. Because you are living in me. Holy Spirit, come. If that's you, that's anyone here. Can I invite you to respond even by lifting your hands and standing up? And I will pray. Amen. Lord, we thank you. Lord, truly you are supernatural. You are bigger than everything and anything in this world, any problem, any issue, anything that hinders us seems so small compared to you. Lord, I pray for my friends right now who have their hands lifted, who are standing in response to you. Maybe they are going through something, they have past experiences that have allowed them to to cower down, to stay in the small when you have meant for them for when when you have meant more for them. You have a purpose for them. They have an identity in you and you love them so much. Lord, I just pray that you will heal every heart that is hurting. I pray, Lord, that you will help give us the strength to let go of certain things that we cannot carry, we are not meant to carry. Let it go so that you can fill us. Let it go so that we can let, we can hold on to your more. Help us create room for your more. I pray, Lord, that you heal and help us let go of different words that's spoken to us in the past that still pains us today, that has colored our perception of who we are when we should look to you and only you. Help us, Lord, remove any bitterness, remove any unforgiveness that 
we have in our hearts because Lord you have forgiven us because Lord you have saved us because Lord you, you love us help us let go even as we let go help us rise to your point of view help us rise to see things the world around us how you see it Lord help us begin to dream dreams that we can't dream ourselves that only you can dream Lord even as we walk in obedience would you help us to really just remove and renew our minds transform our hearts transform our minds help us see more of you pray Lord for different ones who want to desire for your supernatural want to see you change our workplaces our place of study our families Lord I pray even right now you fill them with your Holy Spirit again help them see help us see our place of influence like how you will see it help us not lie back down help us not get settled in the mundane each day and pray a new prayer each day who can I share God with today who can I encourage today and help us keep walking towards you knowing that we are not perfect but we are make we are made perfect because you are in us where and I pray oh Lord God that your glory really will shine through our lives even as we continue walking let us reflect your light that more people who really need you Lord can come to know you thank you Lord thank you Lord in Jesus name we pray Amen, Amen. maybe you have been striving at work or your studies and every day it's just the same thing and you feel it doesn't satisfy and we are all created by God to worship Him God loves us so much that He sent His only Son to earth to die for our sins. Not a natural death, but a really painful death. And He took that cup, He walked to the cross, beaten, bruised, bleeding us that our sins may be forgiven that we have eternal life in him and with him and he gave us his holy spirit to be our guide to be our teacher to go through every day god is a near god and only in him we can find true freedom true satisfaction just like how a square peg we learned this in homes even how a square bag peg cannot fit in a circle a circular hole we will only be satisfied in God there's nothing in this world whatever 
people tell you there's nothing in this world can satisfy besides God. Maybe today you feel like God is calling you. Maybe you feel a nudging in your heart. You've been coming and you know that nothing in this world can satisfy. God is saying, hey, would you let go of what you know and rise to rise up to me. Not stay comfortable but get up and come to me. Walk to me because I am running after you and I love you. And maybe today you don't want to wait any longer and you are ready to rise up and you want to admit that Jesus died for your sins you say you believe that Jesus died for your sins that you need God and you want to walk with Jesus if you want to respond today or maybe you've been far away and you want to come back again to God I just want to give you this opportunity even right now with all heads bowed and all eyes closed for a sense of privacy if that's you you're saying you want to walk towards Jesus you want to rise and believe and want to know more Lord of, of Jesus and want to walk with Him and say Jesus I need you I need your strength I need you to walk with me I want to dream your dreams as well would you respond if you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life why don't you join me in saying this prayer Lord Jesus thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.